host Stat. And this is Kilroy. And welcome to More Time Radio. I got it on my first try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so today, what's the topics? Because you got the screenshot of the things. Copy. So today we're gonna talk a lot about bro code, relationships, and really being truthful with your mans about what they do. Mm-hmm. So let me get that real quick so okay. I don't fuck this one up. Nigga, All right, just, so just the first, I bro, the thing is big on your phone. It's called putting I it look, look, so I have it. It's too late. The first topic <laughs> we getting into protect the woman over the bro code, and that was suggested to me by my brother, Muhammad Tusar, my line brother. Can you, would you Big like to elaborate? To what, what do you mean by line, brother? All right, bro. That's it's a whole fraternity thing. I don't feel like we gotta get into. Okay, copy. Oh no, no, you know, because oh, the viewers, some viewers don't know like oh, what you mean by line, brother. I, we crossed at the same time. Copy. That so cross, like you joined a fraternity and everything. Yeah, right? like when that's I cool. was joining, he was joining. Like that's my line, brother. Copy, copy. So what? Sorry, yeah, he said protect the woman over the bro code. Mm-hmm. We had a little conversation about that this morning. So he basically meant like, um, as a collective, like men don't really call out each other's like their brothers when they do something you know disrespectful or harming to a woman so like a bro code we would say shit like yo like you know they sometimes put it as bros over hoes mm-hmm. but it will be looked at as yo that's my mans I'm not gonna throw him under the bus I'm gonna fight for him ah ah and at the same time I kinda understand where people come from when they say that but that's also contradictory because you are talking about um this is your brother you're gonna stick for him and the code is all about like protecting him and checking him on shit but you're not checking him when he does like disrespectful shit so a big example he brought up and not just him a couple of people was about this one was um like domestic violence you feel me so like a nigga ends up beating his girl or whatever or beating mm-hmm. a girl and <clears throat> you his man so you seeing it over and over you seeing the nigga do the shit right and you not bringing it to no one's attention. You trying to keep it low. You not going to, like, talk, talk to him like, yo, bro, I think you shouldn't really, like, hit that girl no more. I think you should, like, chill out. Or you should go see a psychiatrist. Like, you don't you don't try to help him or nothing. You just, like, keep it under folds, keep it under wraps. And shit like that is, like, toxic in a way because you let him feed off, let him build up on this negative energy, and you not checking your mans on it. Instead, what you're doing is keeping it under wraps. Some sh- other shit could be like more bigger, like you know, the nigga gets into like some wild rape charge or whatever, right? You know, the nigga did it, you know, the girl too personally. You that's your man for like 20 years, so you're not even gonna say nothing about it. And shit like that is like, are you really checking your brother at that point? Honestly, it's just like that, bros, like the bro code thing is like to a fault. Like, it's like I like, um, like I'm like I vouch for you to a fault, like, oh. It's like when people say, um, yo, if you if you know your man's really did it, would you really snitch on him in court? Yeah. But if you don't snitch, it's 20 to life, 25 to life for you. Mm-hmm. But if you do snitch, then you get all free. But then, yo, he's he's going to be locked up for a while. It's yeah. just like really holding your holding your bros accountable. Like, that's the one thing um, that we as men need to work on more, holding mm-hmm. your friends accountable. Because sometimes you know what they did is wrong, but you don't want to say nothing yeah. out of like, oh, I don't want him to feel disrespected or... Cause that goes to like when we talk when we talk about constructive criticism, mm-hmm. like yo, bro, what you did right there was not gooch, and you need to really like, you know, if you want to see a psychiatrist or a counselor or something, yeah, like you need really exactly you gotta work on it. Or if you just want to just talk to me, want to sit down and talk, like yo, cause mm-hmm. what you're doing right now is not good. It's very toxic, mm-hmm. and that could be like a sign of like how you brought up one day you brought up a good point, like other like women can't call something toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but like we as men can call them out on, on it, it yeah. and like hold them accountable. Say, Yo, bro, that's very toxic. So I think um, the whole bros of a hoes thing and the whole not holding your bros accountable is toxic masculinity yeah. in a way. Like you're not really like it, it is. It really is, and it's just like what you were saying about the whole going to court thing. I feel like it's a certain extent to it because pretend you robbed the bank, you feel me, and I was with you, and both of us is about to go down. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one to be like, yo, this nigga Kilroy that has did it. I'm out of here. It's like, come on, bro. We both did this shit. We we both took that L. So that's like holding your brother down. But it's on some like, we, as soon as we walk out this crib, you did I slapped the first old lady you see, bro. And she she fall on the floor, go into a coma or some shit, bro. It's like, come on, bro. You, I'm not going to cover for you, bro. That's OD. <laughs> that's that's somebody grandma's, bro. What's yeah, wrong yeah. with you? How hard I slapped like, you? I'm just saying that if you, did, bro, it's an old lady, bro. Yeah, you yeah. slap him hard enough. That's it. That's crazy. Wait, that's why I'm just shit like that, bro, that I really don't think we kind of check each other on. Because growing up, you got that idea when you young, bro, that you kind of, they kind of enforce it to you, you feel me, that uh, getting a woman is more of a, like, a materialistic game rather than you really building companionship. So when you grow up with that type of mindset, now you thinking, like, all right, bro, I, you could do whatever you want with her, you feel me? It doesn't matter as long as, like, my bro is good. That's that's all that matters. And you don't realize that you fucking up one relationship where you do something like that. And it, it builds from a young age because it, it could be from, you know, not really having a father in your life or yeah, your mom is going through shit and she with every other nigga and other niggas is treating her wrong. So now you don't really know how to care for a woman, protect a woman. And in this day and age, I feel like that's the, our peers, that's like the, the most endeared, and I'm probably saying the word wrong, but the most, not toxic, but something we really missing out on as mm-hmm. men, like how to protect and respect women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you try to learn, you try to learn from your mistakes, try to build on that type of side of the relationship. You get called out for being a simp. Niggas would think like, ah, this nigga is protecting this girl from getting beat. That he's just doing it because he want to kill. And it's like, oh yeah, that's another thing too, bro. That we gotta kill that because like, bringing awareness to someone like the whole Meg the Stallion thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, every every time you see a nigga like defending her, it's like, oh, you just doing it for clout. Oh, yeah, to see that's a great like great example. Like you doing it for clout. Shit. I was like, bro, what? Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, if so, if I see some like. If I see like a post about a woman getting raped and then I put my two cents on like, yo, this is wrong, right. and then somebody comments, like, how do you know he did it? Yeah, like it's deflection and getting real defensive. That's like big, big eye openers and big keys to see when niggas is like, I'm trying to put the bro code or put my bros over a girl or I'm I'm basically like shitting on the girl. You feel me? I'm not really protecting them at that point. Like the Meg the Stallion thing. The this first thing you heard is like, yo, this girl got shot. This nigga got a gun. She's in the hospital right now. He got locked. The first thing niggas would say was like, yo, do we know he did it? Or was it really a gunshot? Uh, who else was there? Like, But if it was the other way around or something like that, you would automatically know, like, ah, oh, that girl's wilding. But I feel like that deflection or when niggas, was, niggas kept on saying, let's give time for Tory to say his part. I'm like, yo, bro, in no circumstance should a nigga be shooting a girl, you feel me? Niggas was like, what if it's an argument? I'm like... So you're going to shoot her, bro? Like, I, that's what I'm saying I don't get. And that's the, the type of deflection that leads to that whole, yo, I got to protect my mans. Even if it's not your mans, you put in, like, another nigga you don't know, like, over a girl you don't know. And the situation is black and white. Like, yo, she got shot. But you're looking at it as, like, nah, let's see what the, what he did first. Or let's see what happened first. Exactly. Like, even when it's, like, concrete, it's like, yo, this nigga, Tory, shot Megan the foot. Mm-hmm. 
What if you had a reason for it? Yeah, like. <laughs> what if you did it by accident? I'm asking niggas, like, bro, what, what's what going he, on through your mind? I'm not even going to hold you. One wild story I heard was, like, what if he dropped the gun? Yeah, he's like, see, bro, like nah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> wait, tell me. Nah, I heard a funny story, but he's like, what if you try to, like, scare her with an eye? And then he I heard just, that same shit, And then shit he too. shot her foot by accident. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, he still shot her foot. That's like saying, oh, shit, I shot and I killed you by accident. I'm still like, going to I mean, I didn't shoot you on purpose. Like, that's what they're trying to say, bro. I heard someone was like, yo, what if he, he shot at the floor and the rubble went into her foot? So it technically didn't count as him shooting her. I'm like, <laughs> do y'all niggas know what y'all arguing at this point, bro? <laughs> nah, that, that's sick, bro. Look, you see, like, niggas really going above and beyond to, like... To protect it. To protect something yeah. when you know, like, what they did was wrong. Mm-hmm. Just to prove a point. Yeah. Even, um... Even today, like, in terms of, like, when we're talking about, like, politics and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you see, like, other niggas, like, you're really going out their way to, like, talk about what's going on, talk about uh, Trump and Biden, like, what they have to offer. Mm-hmm. And then you see niggas, like, commenting, like, oh, shit. Oh, so everybody passed their regents now. Like, yeah, like y'all <laughs> niggas is smart. That goes to, that's another form of, like, I was, because it's mostly men doing it. Mm-hmm. That's another way of, like, like, another thing toxic masculinity kind of trait where mm-hmm. it's like yo y'all belittling other people because they're giving their two cents on a political situation that could affect that's a trying to that's going to affect our entire country yeah that goes to show you that like we as men have to do better bro mm-hmm. like in terms of women like we have to protect our women mm-hmm. black women especially because like we have to have their back because society doesn't have theirs yeah so like we the way they have they, the way they have our back we have to have because you're back. a woman and you're black so it's like exactly it's double negatives exactly right there. and it's like it's a, it's a huge double standard, especially towards black women. Mm-hmm. And it's just like how we as men, we want to be like, you know, we want black women in our corner, mm-hmm. but then it's just like, we got to do better to be in their corner. Yeah. So like, like the whole mega I think is, is a real eye opener because you get to see like, yo, niggas really will say anything and everything just mm-hmm. to prove that, oh, the black woman was wrong. Yeah. She crazy. Wait, well, with that too, like how you were saying how um, we got to like check ourselves and do like better with ourselves. That condescend the attitude we carry, it, it all stems from like having like that male ego. And that's why I always say like it's a difference between masculine like toxic masculinity and just toxic in general. Cause a lot of people could be like condescending or a lot of people could like be dicks and you know, you'll just label it as regular toxic energy. But because it's a majority male thing and it does come from like a male ego, like we all wanna be alpha males, we don't wanna listen to no one, we think we all have the answers. I think because we never grew up learning how to be a student and we all just try to jump to the teacher role that's why like a lot of men grow up like that and if you leave the pack then you like i right, maybe i'm not the smartest maybe i really don't know anything maybe i want to learn like having like an open mind <clears throat> yeah like when we have mindsets like that that's when we get labeled like an outsider that's when like we get called simps that's when like nigga shot of call you a bitch like put you outside like ah yo he's just doing this for bitches he's just doing that for that and it's like Bro, I don't have to sympathize with a girl to get a girl. Like, this has nothing to do with that. It's about the principle. And I think to really fix that, it all starts with, like, you, me, us, everyone in this room. Like, learning how to talk to your brother next to you. Learn how to be corrective with their mindsets. Be corrective with their actions. Check them. And if they don't want to change, you feel me? You just got to cut it off. Because regardless, man or woman, the way you act is going to decide, like, the company you keep and who you want to keep around you. Yeah, attitude, the energy you bring around you, and all of that. So, if this nigga's moving like that, that's close with you, long time, like 10-year bros, and they out here violating women, fighting women every other day, like and hitting them. And you feel like you can't have a conversation with them about it because, like, oh, you've been my man for 10 plus mm-hmm. years. 
I don't want you to think that I'm coming at you, mm-hmm. but like respectfully, what you're doing is wrong, and you should be able to have that confidence in your man's that you yeah. know what he gonna listen to you because mm-hmm. you've been his man's for ten plus years. Yeah, that's something, bro. We gotta we gotta learn to not only hold each other accountable, but also be open, mm-hmm. open like how we oh, you saying open minded, open minded yeah. to like ideas and like cr- constructive criticism because mm-hmm. that's how we grow based off of like what we learn yeah. and what other people's from other people's experiences and how those affect us moving forward. Mm-hmm. That goes to something that um our other man Sean I just about to get into that. other man Sean yeah, shout outs to my son Sh- Sean, Clout. To Sean Clout Instagram who, at Sean Clout. Who's making great music mm-hmm. right now. And he brought up a very interesting topic. A and great topic. <laughs> topic about how, you know, in terms of holding your man's accountable is also not being yes men. So he brought up a great topic was was telling your man's his music is trash mm-hmm. and like really being upfront with them. Not even just music, but in general, like what they're doing is not mm-hmm. good. All right, so for me, you and me, we not musicians, but we know people who make music. And the biggest thing, you feel me, like everyone this day and age, I have no problem. I'm not that type of guy who's going to be like, yo, everyone want to make music now because nigga, if you have a creative mind, a creative eye, do what Go you want to do, yeah, but... There's a problem with niggas making a song that sounds like everyone else's, and it's just like I heard niggas talk about money and bitches, so let me do it. And the the content probably probably not the problem, but the way it's produced, the way it's mixed, like the way the it sounds, yeah, and the, the lyrics is like, I'll go to you and be like, yo, bro, this is weak, and niggas would be like, what do you know? Yeah, like so much people don't fuck with me no more because they let me hear their shit, and like, yo, bro, honestly, what you think? I listen to it like. Bro, I'm not gonna cap. This is this beat and what you're doing. This is not it, bro. And niggas would be like, nah, fuck out of here. And then go on the book, like, nah, niggas is hating on me. Or your own man turn on you. I'm like, bro, you asked me what I thought, and it's, it's trash. And then they got, they, they go and they record a whole mixtape. Mind you, they never did no type of promotion or nothing. No one know them for making music. They just recorded 18 songs. I don't know how much hours of studio time that's spent. That's like that's us making 18 podcasts. Bro, that's a lot of bread. That's a lot of bread. And then they put out this mixtape. They get fucking a badass, um, so some nigga doing the, the fucking graphics for it, the shit look like it could be done on MS Paint. They put the shit out, and they get mad that niggas is not promoting it and shit. I'm like, I'm all for promoting my man's business, black business, and all that, but I'm all for promoting good businesses, too. And before your shit goes out there for the rest of the world and you let your man's hear it first, I'm going to be that nigga in the corner that's going to be like, yo, bro, this is not it. And I feel like we all got to learn how to talk to our mans. Because at this day and age, all of our mans make music. Everyone we know make music. Yeah, we got to really, like, um, what's the word? Uh, like, we really have to, like, really have to take that initiative to really sit down mm-hmm. and be able to have that confidence to really have that conversation with your mans. Like, yo, bro, this suck. Yeah. Like, straight <laughs> Yo, bro, I'm not going to hold you respectfully. Mm-hmm. This is not good. I'm going to need you. If you want... You can get a second opinion or a third mm-hmm. or fourth opinion, but this is not good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it to be a dick, but I'm saying it because you're my mans and I want you to be successful. Yeah. So I w- you're going to have to take this, revamp it, mm-hmm. maybe start from step one again, and really just try to go in a different path, a different direction, just so you can have a better, a better, a better product at the end of the day. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day... We don't just start something and then we're automatically great at it. Yeah. It's what we do... And the people we learn from that helps us get better at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like all the artists that we know in this day and age, they 
all the really successful ones probably are the ones that had that friend like yo bro this is not good yeah, like you trash. have to do this over exactly mm-hmm. so we just really instead of being yes men and hoping that they just blow up so you could be along for the ride and get some that's the big passes. ass problem that's exactly. why niggas do that like shit. niggas do that shit because they say oh shit if this nigga blows up mm-hmm. then i'm auto i'm automatically on his entourage like yeah. off rip he gonna take care of me Mm-hmm. Like that's what you, you could tell. Like, that's what niggas like. You know how people like to misuse the word dick rider. Yeah, that's a dick rider. That's a dick rider. That's a dick rider. Mm-hmm. Yes, some are dick riders because mm-hmm. they're not putting their mans in a good position to succeed. They're mm-hmm. just there to suck beef. Yeah, he's like just, everything. Exactly. No matter what they put out. Yeah, bro. Yo, this, this, is, this, is this is it. This is, this is fire. Drake fire. can't fuck with this one. It's like, I right, bro, you're dragging it. This shit suck. Like, and then and then they. You have to really have that open mind where you shouldn't feel disrespected if somebody tells you the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for not bullshitting me and telling me the truth. Because mm-hmm. now I know what I have to do to get better. That's how you grow. If you just stay there stubborn and just mad prideful. You're never going to be a beast. You're never, you're never going to be better, bro. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be better at all. Because then it's just like you're holding yourself back. So mm-hmm. now your biggest enemy is yourself. Yeah. So that's something that we we need to work on. Like, especially with our friends that we know are instead of some type of artistry. It can it doesn't have to be music. It can mm-hmm. be something else. Let's say they open a business. Yeah. And you feel like their direction isn't the right direction that they're taking. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, bro, honestly, I'm I'm just saying that this isn't working for you right now. Maybe mm-hmm. you should try a different approach. Yeah. And they should be able to take that type of criticism and really tailor it and to turn it into a new skill that they could develop. Mm-hmm. And also like like you were saying how the musician or the artist in this case has to be open to the criticism. I learned some like techniques or whatever the way you talk to people about their music being trash or not as good. So when it's someone you know that really can't take it, like you know any opinion you say that's not what they want to hear is gonna make them explode. You kind of give them like a compliment or something with it first, a genuine one. Like, oh bro, like yeah, I love this beat selection, but your voice on it doesn't sound as good. Or what you should do? How have you ever tried like rapping a little bit slower, bro? I feel like it could match this tone on this. Yo, um, do you have any other other songs about these type of topics? Cause your last five songs you showed me was about the same thing. Try like branching out, like doing that, talking that's, more you know like what, that. You know, you a good point. And then that's something we also have to work on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you could go up to your man and say, your brother's song is not good. Maybe the way we say it to them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have but to It depends on which means, though. I exactly. got a couple where I listen to it like, bro, I listened to your shit before. This is good. Go harder. And niggas would be like, say that. And that's the convo right there. And they come back with some fire shit. But also, like what you was about to say, like it's about how you about to talk to exactly. them. Exactly. Like, just being mindful. Like, obviously, you want to be respectful to your man. It's like, mm-hmm. bro. Like, Starting a good way to start off is like giving them a compliment. Mm-hmm. It's like some type of reverse psychology, you know, yeah. to put them on the right path. Because sometimes even if you give them straight up like, "Yo, bro, this is not good," mm-hmm. they might not take it the same way. They yeah. might not take it well. So you just give it to them like, "Yo, bro, you know, honestly, I fuck with this beat, mm-hmm. and I see what you're trying to do." But here's what I would suggest, mm-hmm. and you you know you could take that with a grain of salt, but you know it's just like you could rework this a little bit more. You mm-hmm. could be better than this, you know, giving that vote of confidence. Because mm-hmm. there is sometimes when niggas will get disrespectful and be like, "Yo, bro, this is suck, and you're not good." Yeah, and then they and give them no type of. They the just, thing is, bro, you yeah. can't tell them like, "Yo, this is whack," and then give them no type of vote of feedback confidence. Feedback or no feedback. You yeah. have to give them some type of feedback. You start off with the positive. Yeah. Yo, listen, you're doing very well, and I really fuck with what you're doing right here. I I see what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But then this is how you should twist it. I mean, I'm not no, I'm not fucking uh, Metro Boomin, and I don't really know like, <laughs> Stevie Wonder, Steve, Quincy Jones, exactly, like. or Quentin Miller, <laughs> yeah, that, or something like. This <laughs> nigga, this Drake jokes. But, but it's just like I'm not an expert, but from what I what I hear mm-hmm. and like from what I've heard before, 
maybe you could try a different approach. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying what you did is wrong. It's just like maybe you just have to go harder on it. Yeah. Like give them that. Like even if it's like completely whack, you don't have to be a yes man about it. But you can still give them like a vote. Of I fuck with this beat mm-hmm. or yo, I, I I hear what you're saying, but like different approach. Yeah. Just give them that vote of confidence. And if all else fail and they just not listening at all, you feel me? You could do what I do with some people. Like, they send me their music, I would bump it, and I just go about my day, and I won't say anything back. Because it's like I tried telling you, you go send me the same song and just switch the beat now, bro. It's the same lyrics. It's not good. I just leave it. Like, I know someone who, like, every other week, bro, would be sending me music. I was telling them before, like, bro, this, this has to change. I went about, like, you know, that approach with it. That I was like, you know what, I'm not really feeling this one. And niggas kept on doing it. And I'm like, all right, bro, like, I'm not about to argue with you about your music, bro. Like, you could have the 10 niggas in the studio with you telling you the shit is hard. I'm not going to be number 11, you feel me? So That's a good analogy. Yeah. Um, that's that's really what it is, too, though. You got a whole bunch of... I nah, definitely You do, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got mad niggas in your corner hyping you up. And I, I, it's weird, too, because, you feel me, I don't make music, but I could use this as an example. Like, what we doing now, bro? But then I put this episode out, like, right now, you feel me? I got mad people who just want to be on the show for no reason. They just want to hear themselves speak. So they telling me, like, yeah, bro, that episode was lit. They barely even listened to the whole episode. Then I sent it to one of my other mans, and he like, yo, bro, I feel like I rambled on about this topic mm-hmm. too much. The audio sound kind of weird. The video then was weird. You know what? You know what's a funny thing, too, bro? Right. I listen more. I listen more to the feedback in terms of criticism than I do mm-hmm. the, than the compliments. Than the compliments, yeah. is cool enough, but I want to hear what I can improve What I did wrong or what something. What areas yeah. I can improve in. Because how am I going to get better if all mm-hmm. I hear is, oh, you did good? Yes, that's really like, oh, yeah, I was funny. And it's like, you're not going to elaborate, bro. You just like, leave it as that. Like, did you just like listen to it with your... Did you go to sleep while you mm-hmm. listen to it? Just to, I mean, I appreciate the support, but it's just like... I need more, more if su- I want to be better. More su- exactly. Mm-hmm. More support would be like, yo, let me know what I did wrong. yeah. That's nah, like, about it. It's like before with the other show we had. I had a shorty who used to listen to this shit like every episode. Well, she said she listened to it like every episode, right? I would be genuine like, yo, what do you, what do you thought about that episode? Because sometimes after the session, I didn't really feel too confident. Like, I could have went harder. I could have talked about more shit. She would have left it as like, I mean, yeah, it was good. You feel me? I, I can't wait to be on it. I'm just like, yo, bro, how you just jumped the gun like that? You feel me? Like, what do you mean you can't wait to be on it? Can you tell me like what we have to edit on it? And that, that's the criticism right there. Like, they're not really giving you that that message or that knowledge to grow on your craft. So that's another thing too, my fault put you up, but that's another thing too that we have to like also preach that, yo, hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we want to hold other other people accountable, but also ourselves like, yo, hold me accountable. If I'm doing something wrong, let me know. Yeah. Because then that gives him the vote of confidence like, oh shit. So he actually wants me to let him know like mm-hmm. what he's doing wrong. Then I shouldn't take that the wrong way. I should take that as a, as a moment to really learn about mm-hmm. from my mistakes to get better, mm-hmm. and that's something that has how we get better, like not just holding each other accountable, but yeah. also wanting to be held accountable. You have to like you want to you know you want to you want that you mm-hmm. want to be held accountable because this way you'll know where you what areas to improve on. Because bro, nobody's perfect, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the more we the what we do from our mistakes that we make is what helps us get better in the future. Just yeah. really. Taking those genuine moments where somebody's really sitting down with us, breaking down, it's like, "Yo, listen, I see what y'all doing. Y'all doing is great, mm-hmm. but here's what I here's the feedback that I'm gonna give you. Yeah. So and so, so and so, and that's when they really break it down for you. Those are the people that you really want in your corner that will really sit down with you and really tell you, you know what, you're doing great. I see what you're doing, but this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. This is what I see that you've been doing. This is like some of the things I would work on. Opposed to the yes man. Yeah. Like, oh, yo, this is fire, bro. Yo, when yeah. can I get on the episode? That I really <laughs> hearing that should give me PTSD, yo, because. 
niggas won't help you at all. It's just they just want to beat it. Like you said, it's dick rider shit. They just want to be there for the spotlight. Like something I always preach, bro. If it's your man's really going out doing good shit, and you in they corner clapping up for them, like every time, like Sean, feel me? He make music. I'm a yo, bro. This is good when it's good. I'ma tell him it's good. I bump the shit when I work out. All of that, feel me? I'm I'ma be a fan because that's my man's. That's not dick riding, feel me? That's my bro. So I'ma be one of the first type of supporters. But when it comes down to like niggas you don't know and you doing all that shit and they not really putting out work, bro. Like you look like a dick rider doing that. That's what I always tell people, like, you can't... I watched the video on it, too. Like, you can't be a dick rider for your bro. Like, that's your bro, you feel me? When it comes to the outside people you don't know, you just being yes man in day corner, bro, that's dick riding right there because it's like what you said earlier. I'm trying to be along the ride with them. Yeah, bro. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think there's not, nothing more to say about it. With that one? It. Nah, there's yeah. There's nothing more to say about it. <laughs> like, don't be a dick rider to your man. That's number one. Be a friend. Mm-hmm. But also, a good friend. be a good friend. Mm-hmm. Don't just be a yes man. Be a good friend because mm-hmm. you want them to improve. If that's really your man, you want them to get better. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not just gonna sit there and try to like, you know, hold save their feelings and because you you know you don't want them to take it the wrong way. Like yeah. if, these, if that's really your man, they're not gonna take it the wrong mm-hmm. way. And if they do take it the wrong way, then you might want to actually actually might, really, might not be your man. Not might not be your man. Rule so number one: mindful. Don't dick ride. Don't. Just don't. That's taboo. Don't dick ride. I don't care what it means. Don't dick ride, bro. That's number one. I don't care. Just don't. Like, if dick niggas ride. talk about bro code, mm-hmm. don't dick ride. Yeah, that, I should do. I'm going to write a whole new one, bro. Like, that's rule number zero is don't dick ride. Because, like, that leads to so much other shit. Bro. Exactly. Because now it's just like, you know what? Yo, you a dick rider because you think that Tori did it, really shot Meg. Mm-hmm. What if he didn't shoot it? But nah, it's like, no, you a dick rider because you think your man's just making great music, but mm-hmm. it's not good. Yep. Man, like, really, hold stuff, your man's man. account. If that's your man's, you'll tell him, yo, bro, this is not good, but you can improve on this. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. Well, honestly, bro. All right. And we want to get into our third topic from, um, it was sent to us by Jason Fondor, a.k.a. Kilroy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your topic, bro? So, for the last thing that I want to address is, like, relationship boundaries mm-hmm. and how that could, that could be, like, a, like, a, like a cog in a, in a system of very toxic toxic attributes that mm-hmm. I feel like that word would be used a lot yo what? toxic yeah. I don't have to find out a synonym for that yo. <laughs> I use that word way too much now poison it's gonna we gonna think of something we yeah think of something. but not nah, how like really understanding your like your significant other's boundaries mm-hmm. and not really try to like pry into their personal business mm-hmm. and you know being being that trust aspect that you really need so be sure like what looking through their phone exactly like mm-hmm. but like constantly looking uh, through their yeah. phone it's just like like you know how like um, you know obviously it's not all women, mm-hmm. but some women will like to. But some women would like. <laughs> but some women would like um, you know they're coming they're coming off a bad relationship, mm-hmm. but then it's just like, everything that that last person did, they now see your face with it. Oh yeah. So now they don't trust you because they didn't trust the last guy. Mm-hmm. So it's not really your fault. It's more like it was the last guy's fault. But that technically has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. if you're doing the right thing then and sh- there's there, you know obviously trust is earned but it's just like if you've done nothing to like really have her you know mistrust you or like mm-hmm. second guess the relationship then you should be fine where they you know they could trust you enough to like oh i don't have to go through your phone because mm-hmm. it's like you know tr- the trust is earned but it's just like that's like a ptsd thing like but it could also be toxic because of the extreme measures that some women take just yeah. to see 
what the fuck you're doing when you're not around them. Because you shared some shit on the book of some wild tech type shit to go through a nigga's... Um, yeah, bro. That, so, that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah, so it was some shit on Facebook where it was just like, yo, you could really... Long story short, you could really find out what shit you, like, somebody has been, been liking. liking and all that shit. It's like yeah. some extreme way to filter out their activity so mm-hmm. you could see what they're fucking liking. They used to have that on Instagram. It was like, oh, this person likes oh, so-and-so that, that, that Exactly. Oh, dear, bro. But now it's just like, they missed that, so now they're trying to find a way to actually find out you see bro that's like that's mad toxic what do you think about that's that that's mad work yo like if the nigga cheating bro it's clip why you that's like a lot a lot of work you invest in, into that app to see if someone is fucking with someone else and then when it comes down to like alright he he like three of this girl picks and you gonna go and attack the nigga and all of that shit it's like it, it brings us back to the main topic of relationship boundaries of you know you gotta ask questions and be more like mindful of certain situations cause what if that's the nigga's cousin, bro? And you just never met that cousin and you going mad hard saying, nah, you a dick rider while you be fiending for this bitch. Because I've seen that happen before. Like, somebody I know liked a couple of pictures of his cousin's picture. His cousin comments on the shit. Some girl pressed him and was like, yo, who the fuck is this bitch? And the nigga's Bro, like, I had a girl call my crib one time to see if I was home and my sister picked up. Oh, man. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, hey, hello. Oh, no, Jason's not here. And then the other girl banged it on it. Mm-hmm. And she texted me. was like, yo, don't ever talk to me again. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? She's like, I called your house and a girl picked up my sister. Oh, I didn't know. Like my little sister who lives here, bro, was wrong with you. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you really wilder right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened in your last relationship that you th- you feel the need to blame me mm-hmm. for certain things? Like, I've had friends, I have bros of mine who've been in, like, toxic relationships where in terms of really understanding relationship boundaries, the woman would not really under give them that benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Everything that they do, any slightest mistake that they make, they automatically blow up on them. And then the first thing they say is, I'm, my last boyfriend cheated on me or I couldn't trust my last boyfriend. Like, what the fuck does your last boyfriend have to do with me? Do with me. Yeah, like, yeah. you're supposed to, you're, you're the only reason why you're in a new relationship, obviously I wouldn't say you 100% healed from it, you moved on from it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you're ready to give me a shot. You can't put me at a disadvantage just because the last guy. Would you mm-hmm. consider that a type of relationship boundary? What? Like okay. having a a best friend of the opposite gender, mm-hmm. whereas like, oh, why is your best friend a, a, a like, why is your best friend a woman? Or like, if you know, if, if it was an insecure man, it's just like, yo, why is your best friend a guy? I feel like when you try to attack them on that type of shit with the opposite sex, that's crossing over the boundaries of a relationship because it's like this person was here before you. This is like a, a true friendship. You feel me? And I feel like you just have to, you probably don't have to like the person, but you got to like respect that this is my man's one, two, and three. We've been in it for a long time, you feel me? And for you to say, nah, they just want to fuck or whatever, it's like, you don't, I know this person since I was in pre-K or whatever. I don't think people understand that. They look at it like, all right, she's obviously fucking with this nigga because they, they together all around. You don't. You don't ask those questions of who this person was before y'all got in it together. And that's why I was saying before. Like, who the fuck bro. are you to interrogate? Yeah. Yo, this has been my friend for God knows how long. Well, like, if you, you really just got here. You really got to know the person, you feel me? You would have met the friend or knew about the friend from mad long ago. And then when you saw them together in the party or whatever, you would have never thought twice. Was, oh, that's her best friend or whatever. You would have just left it like that. But, you know, you kind of skip over the building, the foundation of building the relationship boundaries. And now everything gets overstepped, everything gets messy, that relationship don't last. I feel like in this day and age, that shit happens a lot because we all, and I don't really mean me because I don't really be caring sometimes, but 
my peers and everyone else. So I'm going to say we, we, we look at a relationship, we see what they got, we got someone that could be a candidate, and we move like that. We, we get together with them, we have sex with them, we go on dates. We don't have conversations, the small talk, to understand who we sleeping with, who we seeing with every weekend. So when we say, "I right, yo, it's official, let's do what relationship people do, and we together, and someone says something that the other person isn't really feeling, another person goes someplace that the other person is not really feeling, we feel attacked like, yo, you, you overstepping the relationship boundaries. With the checking the phone, some people, I mean, I used to fuck with a girl where I never really cared because she used to like, I used to be talking in the group chat with my bro, she look over, she probably typed something to them too. Niggas would play around with shit like that, you feel me? But there's also other type of relationships where a nigga is on his phone and a girl would take the shit and be like, yo, who the fuck you talking to? Uh, and go that hard. And it'll be like, why are you why are you looking through my phone? Why why are you taking my shit? You got to be more respectful to And they all for they think you got something to hide. I was like, no, you're taking my fucking yeah. phone. This is not your phone. This is my phone. Mm-hmm. If you want to see my phone, I'll give you my phone. Don't yeah. snatch my phone out of my hand. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that, 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 goes to, that goes to a lot of things, bro. Another thing is that Part of relationship boundary is like obviously we, earlier we talked well like recently like three minutes ago we said the whole <laughs> thing about using Facebook to filter out to see their activity. Yeah. I feel like part of relationship boundary is copy. Destructive behavior. Destructive behavior. Yeah, like behavior that really ruins the relationship. Oh yeah, that that's like some self. Yeah, feel, that's like a uh, like. Damn, I had a word just now. Yeah, I said self. I forgot that was, that was it. But yeah, like self-destructive, self-destructive behavior. Self-destructive. <laughs> that self-destructive because not only you fucking up the relationship with you and this person, you fucking up for yourself and anything future that you could have with anybody else now. Because you carrying this big load of negative energy that you got from this relationship of girls snatching your phone and all of that, right? And you done had it to you, done to you in like three relationships. So now what you about to do in your fourth one, you about to take her phone and look through her shit. Because now you feel like she, the other girls are probably cheating on you. And it's, it's a cycle of self-destruction. It's like an behavior. endless cycle of self-destruction. Mm-hmm. Another thing too, bro, is that we have to hint, is that the over, the overcompensation, well, I feel like I used the, wrong, the word wrong, but like the over necessity mm-hmm. of social media as a relationship boundary where we go back to the first thing where we said the whole filter thing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, filtering to see their person's activity. It's like, yo, why does me liking a girl's picture have anything to do with relationship? Oh, you like her? I got hit with that a lot. Bro, yeah. I got hit with that so many times to the point, bro, I shared a picture of this one celebrity. I love her, bro, because she's beautiful. Mm. So go fuck her. I wish. Yo, bro. Have, but like I'm with you, so it's like you're gonna get mad at me because I shared a picture of her. You probably know who this is. Bro. Yeah, I know, bro. No, like, I have a girl who like comments on my like regular like we mad cool. You know who the person yeah. is. All of us are cool, bro. I'll tell you off the mic who this person is. <laughs> the last like four girls I was talking to, they all hate this one girl because she always comments on my shit, and I'm like, that's my man's. And they they will take on some nah fuck out of here. Y'all probably fucking ah uh, ah. Uh, and I I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I haven't even met this girl in person. I met her through Facebook. We just be talking as a cool person, and it's, it's shit like that, bro. That I'm like, we we gotta we gotta do better. We gotta stop trying to fucking tag people and watching them and tailgating every stop move they to, like, do. Control them. Mm-hmm. And that goes for men too, cause men do it too. Yeah. But they really try to control. 
their significant other's friend group. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you can't fuck with him. Don't talk to him. But he was my friend for God knows how long. I don't care. See, the way I dodge this shit, bro, any girl I'm fucking with OD, I don't have them on social media. Like, <laughs> I, I don't care, bro. You know how I dodge it, bro? Uh-huh. I make sure any girl that I fuck with is not cool with nobody <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> you can check mutual friends. Exactly, bro. Mutual friends, bro. I'm not even going to hold you. The last few shows I fucked with, the mutual friends would that be like three. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you have no idea who my oh, friends oh, are. Oh, yeah. That's how I know. Like, this is strictly. That's like saying, like, when we was in high school, I never fuck with nobody in my school. I try to fuck with females oh, from like other the, schools, the thing, bro. Yeah, you like, don't want to get caught up in no exactly, shit. Exactly, uh-huh. bro. I don't want no drama in the school, bro. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing too. Is like, why do I have to do that? Yeah, go to that extreme. Exactly. Make up all these tactics and just shit. so I could have you know some peace, some peace with mm-hmm. with a shorty. Just oh, uh, do I have to make sure my shorty is like has nothing to do with any of the people that I know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to do that. Like what if she's a mutual friend? I really fuck with, and you know, like yo, I wanna, I wanna take this, you want to take this step, you know, take this extra step and really, you know, make you my shorty. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes you feel like you can't do that because then it's just like the whole relationship boundary is like, oh, I know you fuck with her, I know you fuck with her. So it's like you gotta stop fucking with them now that you fuck with me. Yeah. It's like, bro, what? I, Why are you making like me choose? When you when you really put those insecurities into play, I'm someone who's like, I feel like a lot of people, like almost everyone, got their own insecurities, like whether it's minor or big. Mm-hmm. And you learning how to play around people's insecurities and boost them up, not just being good in relationship, but it also goes back to what you were saying, being a good person. But when it's like constant, where I gotta watch my tongue, my own character, and change who I, I gotta am. watch what I post. Yeah, I can't comment on nobody's shit. Like, I like can't. Ch- changing who you are to benefit this person's insecurities is like, all right, bro. Now you asking for way more out of me now because you're doing whatever you want. You're telling me I can't say this to this person. I can't be seen with this person. I can't go out with these type of people because you feel like I'm gonna cheat. Like, did it happen to you? Did you do it to someone else? It's kind of like when they bring up, you know, you'd never want to fuck with um a girl you stole from another nigga because you feel like she'll be that quick to give up just like that. You're going to lose and how you got Because you're going to lose how you got And I, I super understand that because I feel like, all right, bro, if you did the same tactics with her to get her from that nigga, another nigga could one-up you and do the same shit. So to that extent, I understand it. But if it's on some, this nigga slapped out your sister... And your best friend, and he cheated on you and all this other shit. Like, why do you assume I'm going to go through all them links to do the same shit? Now, you don't want me being seen with no one you know because of that. Honestly, bro, this just goes to, honestly, you just have to be adults. Sit down, really talk to them, mm-hmm. and really talk about these boundaries. Mm-hmm. Really just get to know the person. That get to goes, know them. Exactly. That really gets to the, to the fact that we're like, people rush into relationships, and they don't really know their other person. Yeah. That's just like, yo, you really, it's like sometimes you got to get the car facts mm-hmm. before you buy a car because you want to know any, you know, any past things that happened to the, the car because you don't want the it. car to, to fuck up on yeah. you while you're driving, but then you're misinformed. I, I mean, sadly, that's just how it has to be sometimes. You don't want to be misinformed about mm-hmm. the person that you're with. Like, obviously, you try to get to know them as much as you can, yeah. but then it's just like, all right, now I know everything, but then I'm in a relationship, you'll know more. Mm-hmm. But you want to be able to be in a position where you know at least most of them, most of the stuff that you need to know about, that the most important thing. A good thing. base of their character. Exactly, so you don't get blindsided. Yeah. But the thing is that people fear getting blindsided. That's where they resort to, like, yo, let me get your phone. Mm-hmm. Yo, stop talking to her. Why are you liking her page? 
Yo, why are you posting Beyonce? She don't know you. So why are you posting Beyonce? I, mean, I can't post Beyonce. I like Beyonce. It was like, I don't care. Don't post her. Matter of fact, go fuck her then. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, whatever. I did. If they told me that and I really can't, I'll just go do it. I'm not even going to hold but... you, bro. I'm an asshole, bro. He was like, yo, listen, if I can fuck Beyonce, I'll do it. I would not be here with you. It, it all goes to us. We, we move too fast as a collective. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we skip all of those phases and... I don't know if it's... I don't want to be that guy to say social media is poisoning us. Because social media is it's a double-edged sword, bro. This shit could really get you popping. It could really get you what you want. And you could really lose yourself in the masses of it. So I feel like that's what everyone does. Like the latter. Like you see a relationship, you're going to go for that same type of relationship. You don't think about what a relationship needs because you know that the post on social media isn't telling you that. It's showing you... This this nigga giving her back shots in, on a balcony in, like, Dubai or some shit. So you think, I want that. You want that with anyone. You don't know nothing about them. Boom, you get into a toxic relationship. Honestly, bro, to wrap it all up, you just got to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. It goes to everything we've talked about today, just being open-minded. Learn. Not just for yourselves, but other people have to be open-minded as well. But we learn, like, you got to be open-minded. We learn you got to be a good person. And we learn don't dick ride. Don't be a dick ride. That's the main one of the day. All right, bro. On this episode, don't dick ride. All right, man. Join us next week as we talk about it. Oh, we're damn, bro. I was going to say, you got anything else to say? Anything else to say? Um, Nah. Zay, you got anything you wanted me to say? Nah. Good? (laughs) All right, bet. Copy, Uh, copy. So, we join us next time as we, I don't know. We talk about if... Jellyfish right, is really poison. Can you really eat jellyfish? Yo, my mom blacking on me about taking out the garbage, bro. It's like five. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bro? She do this shit all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, you old Dan. <laughs> taking out the garbage right now, bro. I understand daylight saving time is a little dog, but come on, bro. That's OD now, son. <laughs> Should be jack- Mind you, nobody on the block got their trash out right now. Show me to be an A student taking out the trash right now. You got to chill, bro. I'm leaving this in, bro, because that shit just got me tight. Oh, man, yo. Uh, I didn't want to post that on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cut that part. Post that shit, bro. Post that. That's how we go used to promote the episode. Nah. But, I'm not even lying, bro. Read this shit. Yeah. <laughs> take the garbage out. You left it up here outside. Do not take the garbage out the trash can and leave it in the house. Mind you, she did that first, bro. So I just put the one. That shit got me tight, bro. I go upstairs. This this trash right here is the recyclables. You feel me? I'm taking out the trash. Now I'll put the trash next to the recyclables. She got tight. Like, why would you do that, nigga? You did it first. What the fuck, bro? Yo. You can you can never win. <laughs> you can't ever win. <laughs> this shit is bullshit, bro. She gonna have to wait. I'm not even home. Alright, that's all it for today, today yo. Moms be wildin' too, bro. It's not just all these other women. It's moms hey, that's too. Next, that, that's the next episode. We're gonna talk about moms yeah. be wildin'. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to bring my mom up here and ask her like, yo, why would you do that, yo? Moms be wildin'. <laughs> why would you embarrass me? I know how to bring like six guests with all the craziest moms be wildin' stories. <laughs>